0: Hey guys, this is your girl, Javada Herman, hairstylist of 29 years, salon owner in Richmond, Virginia. You can find me at JavadaHerman.com. Javada does my hair on Instagram and Javada Herman on Facebook. But I wanted to start my podcast series with a little bit about myself, how I came to be a hairstylist and, you know, the opposition that I may have faced in the beginning. And so my journey is a little unique in that I had no desire to be a hairstylist. I simply was looking for a gig that did not require me to work in retail or fast food at 16 years old. Just so happened that one of my childhood friends at the time had just moved back to Richmond, Virginia from Baltimore, Maryland. And I would say this is probably summer of 88 or 89. And this was a time when um, ponytails, like the instant ponytails, were really popular so you would take a weft for those of you who don't know what that is and you would ride it with orange perm rods with vigoro mousse and wraps stick it in a microwave to dry it pretty quickly and take it out after what like a minute or so and then you will bobby pin it into the top of the head after the hair has been shampooed dried, and gelled with new life gel and neck strips girl yes And then you would diffuse the back of it with Fantasia Spritz and put a decorative barrette in the back, okay? No one in Richmond was doing it. Dion started this whole thing, right? And so guess what? I approached her to be her assistant because at the time, my mom and I had an estranged relationship and I decided that I wanted to stay with my best friend at the time. Her sister said, you should ask Dion if you could be her assistant. So I did, and she said yes. Well, there you have it. I became her assistant. worked at her grandparents' basement for a couple of years. And her grandparents were just like, okay, y'all, you need to go into a salon. Your clientele is getting too big. Her grandmother was tired of a shampoo and hair in her kitchen when she was ready to cook her dinner. So Dion went to apply for a job at Professionals Hair Salon. And the owner said, well, guess what? You and your assistant will have to go to the technical center on Monday nights and enlist in the apprenticeship program. Okay, fine. So I didn't have a car. I would ride with Dion every Monday. We'd go to the technical center, say from five to nine. And then we would work in the salon, you know, four days a week, five days a week, two in the morning, get up and go to high school, you know, and do it all over again. I love the money. I did not always enjoy getting out that bonding glue, or shampooing out that Fantasia Spritz, but guess what? It was a job, right? I wasn't flipping burgers, and I wasn't in a retail store, and I was making pretty good money for a 16 year old. And so, went through high school, continued to work in the salon, and then, you know, at this point we were finished with our apprenticeship program, eligible for the state board. And I was at a crossroad. You know, am I going to go away to college or am I going to stay here in Richmond and go to a community college? Am I going to become a hairstylist? So many decisions, right? So at that time, I was like, okay, well... I'm not really comfortable with my situation to go away to school. Hampton University was my first choice. And so with a couple of variables, not really having a support system that I felt like I needed to be successful, I decided to stay here and go to a technical school. I mean, I'm sorry, a community college and um, continue to work in the salon. And so say June, August, you know, August, you start school school. Well, the owner approached me and was like, you know, Jabada, what you doing? And I said, well, I'm going to go to school for business and I'll work in the salon. And she said, well, you cannot assist for another two years. I need you to decide if you're going to be a licensed stylist or if you're going to go away to school because you have too much talent to continue to shampoo. And I won't let you do it for another two years. And so while I thought it was so harsh, what I realized is that this was someone who saw potential and talent in me that I didn't see in myself. Now mind you, I had no interest on being a stylist full-time, and I was told all these years, you need to be a computer programmer, you're good at math and science, you'll make great money, they need engineers, you know, this is what you should do. But I knew ninth grade year after spending a summer at Virginia State for Me, Richmond Area Program for Minorities in Engineering, That was not what I wanted to do at all. But I did it because I had to do what my mom told me, right? So um, at that point, I decided that, you know what? I think I'm going to take the leap and rent a chair here at Professionals and be a stylist. Before all of that, we had been going to play out flyers every Monday at VCU, so I was being trained on how to build a clientele. This was before Facebook and Instagram and social media. You beat that pavement. You went to hair shows. Word of mouth and flyers was how you build, built your clientele back in the early 90s, Okay. And so while I didn't realize it, Dion and Glennis had been preparing me for success in the industry early on. Work ethic, working late, cleaning, washing tiles, washing mirrors, throwing away magazines, sweeping hair, you name it, I did it. And so when I transitioned to rent a booth, It wasn't as difficult because i had already been in this program as an apprentice and as an assistant i had assisted probably about six years before i became a licensed stylist in a salon that was probably the best salon in richmond at that time right it was huge she had about 50 stylists nail technicians a restaurant in the middle she was killing it way before her time and so, when I decided to step out from being an assistant to renting a booth, booth rent was about $100. I needed four people to pay my booth rent, but I also had financial responsibilities at this point. I had moved in with my aunt, I had purchased my first vehicle, a Volkswagen Passat, had to pay car insurance, you know, so I knew that I needed to make some money in addition to that booth rent. And I'm excited and blessed to say, Here I am, 29 years later, owning a storefront salon, and I never look back. So a couple of things came out of this whole story that I'm sharing with you. Sometimes you don't know where your journey will take you, that you just have to be sensitive and go with the flow, you know. And you can't always listen to what other people tell you, you know. Take the meat and spit out the bones, but understand that you got to follow your heart. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be a computer programmer or engineer. My heart wasn't in it. At the time, I didn't know that I wanted to be a hairstylist because then I did not. But after continuing to spend time with other stylists and in the industry, I realized that it was such a broad spectrum of opportunities that I could do different types of hair. I could do cut and color. I didn't have to do one specific thing. But the exposure and experiences helped to show me that there was another way. But had I not had the tutelage of Dion and Glennis to show me the foundation of success, work ethic, integrity, working hard, the grit and the grind, and understanding that you got to work hard. You can't just sit there at an empty chair and think people are going to fall into your lap. They need to know that you exist. You know, and so I thank God for her because she saw something in me as an assistant while I assisted Dion that I didn't see in myself. And I thank God for both of them because up until that very moment, I had no desire to be a hairstylist. And so I just wanted to encourage someone with my story to let them know that you may not have all the pieces. You may not have all the answers But you will understand it by and by. You remember your grandma used to tell you that? It's so true. We may not know what the destination looks like. But enjoy the journey. Remain prayerful. Keep yourself around good people. Who really have your best interest at heart. You know. And who genuinely are caring about what your life should look like. You know. She could have just let me assist. Because it would have helped her to continue to have a stylist who had her assistant to keep that money going to pay her booth rent or someone could look at it as she wanted to produce another stylist. But I know that she genuinely cared about me as a person and she wanted to either poop or get off the pot, right? Have you heard that saying? I won't say what the other word is, but you get the point. So I'm gonna close with this. Be open. Be sensitive. Be sensitive. And receive feedback from people who have integrity, who have work ethic, and who are enthusiastic about what they're doing. Because then and only then can you see just a little glimpse of what that could do in your own life. So I'm going to sign off for now. Stay tuned and follow this journey along with me. The business of beauty and beyond. Bye guys.